It's schedule release day. Welcome into One Giant Step. It's Sean Morash here on Odyssey's exclusive New York Giants podcast. Remember, you can download and subscribe to One Giant Step everywhere podcasts are available and free on the Odyssey app. Hit subscribe and you get a little notification every time one of these dropped. And of course, if you already have, well, that's how you're listening to my beautiful pipes now and getting real-time reaction on, you know, kind of like that present we all wait for the giant schedule so full disclosure i'm recording this a little earlier than the nfl network would like to release i've gotten a schedule given to me if something happens to go awry it goes awry but here's we go all right confirmation multiple sources uh before we get into like the ins and outs i'm just going to straightforward give you the schedule and i'm not going to play wind loss like mike and the mad dog back in the day but we will go a, a little inside all of this after it rattles off all right here we go week one as many of you have seen by now, Cowboys, Sunday night football, but at home. Week two, on the road to Arizona. Week three, stay out west, Thursday night football at the 49ers. Week four, home. That's October 2nd, a Monday night game against the Seattle Seahawks. So if you're scoring at home, I've given you the first four games, three of them in prime time. It's nice to be good again, huh? Week five, October 8th at the Miami Dolphins. That's Columbus Day weekend. October. Uh, October 15th, week six at the Buffalo Bills. Week seven at the Commanders. So three straight road games on the East Coast for the Giants there in mid-October. They come back home to face the Jets Halloween weekend, October 29th. That's week eight. So now we get to November. they are November games, four of them. At the Raiders, week nine. At the Cowboys, week 10. Versus the Commanders at home, week 11. And, of course, versus the Patriots week 12. Then a buy, a late buy to start December, the first week of December. Get your Christmas shopping in that Sunday. Then the December stretch, the Giants are versus the Packers in week 14 on Monday Night Football at home. They travel to New Orleans on in week 15. Week 16 is that Christmas Day game that was leaked on Wednesday. They play Christmas Day, 4.30 Eastern at Philadelphia. They play the Rams on New Year's Eve. That's reportedly an early game, 1 p.m. Eastern. And then week 18, they will close the year at home versus Philadelphia, January 7th. All right. So now you have it. And now let's talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly with the Giants schedule. First, from a season ticket holder perspective. If you are a season ticket holder that locks in, remember, now with the 17 games, you alternate NFC, AFC. This is an eight-home game year during the regular season for you Giants season ticket holders. Two of which, week four, October 2nd, and week 14, December 11th, are Monday night football games. Two of them. And the week one game versus the Cowboys is a Sunday night football game, meaning, barring any other flexes, you will only get five home Sunday afternoon games all season long. That's it. Five home Sunday afternoon games all season long if you're a season ticket holder. That's brutal. That's brutal. I know a lot of people lock into the tickets. They love the one, the 430. But at the same time, when you become good, relevant, we saw this a lot during the Eli Manning era. You know, look, you, you play some primetime games. The road schedule. Now, it's always going to look a little wonky now with 17 games because – 
when it's the alternating year that you are on the road, you're playing one more road game than you're playing home games. You're playing nine road games. This is also a very unique year for the Giants because one of their home games when they only have eight is versus the Jets who play in the same stadium. So think about this the other way around. The Jets who play nine home games of their own, one of their eight road games is versus the Giants. So the Jets will play 10 games in MetLife Stadium. The Giants will play eight, one of which is versus the Jets. Confusing enough? Yes, I understand. The reason I say this is the Giants, once they kick off that home night game against the Cowboys on Sunday night football, they will play five of their next six games on the road. Think about that. At the Cardinals and at San Francisco, which is a Thursday night game. Then they get a little extended rest. Then at Seattle at home. Then they play at Miami, at Buffalo, at Washington. Matter of fact, I brought up the Sunday afternoon thing. The Giants will not play a home Sunday afternoon game until October 29th. Think about that. Think how crazy this is. You get to Halloween weekend before you see the Giants play a home game on a Sunday afternoon, and it's first the Jets. That's It's almost unthinkable. It's crazy. So the Giants, you better be ready to travel early. Now, the flip side of that is you get home games late, right? You're going to close the season with two home games in a row, Rams and Eagles. You're going to get the Packers on Monday night, the Patriots, the Commanders. So basically the Giants are going to come out of that first half of the schedule having played the five road games. That second half of the schedule when we get to November, Okay, at the Raiders, I don't think the Raiders are going to be very good this year. At Dallas, always tough, but you never know rivalry game. The Giants then enter a spot before the bye where they, they're going to have to get these games. Home Commanders, home Patriots. Come out of the bye, home Packers, no more Aaron Rodgers, at Saints. That, to me, is the meat and potatoes of if the Giants have kept their heads above water and are a relatively competitive good football team, if they are seriously going to make the postseason, that has to be a 4-0 stretch. Commanders, Patriots, bye week, Packers, at Saints. Three home games in that stretch, four teams you, in theory, should be better than. That has to be 4-0. Now, where the season can backfire after that, what are the Eagles playing for late in the year? Are the Giants playing for the division late in the year? Because then that's very interesting. But it also could be demoralizing. The Eagles, I think, make no bones about it. Their roster, best in football. Best in football to have to play two of your final three games if you need those games to make the playoffs, that is asking a lot, including on Christmas Day. Asking a lot. They closed with the Eagles last year. The game didn't mean much. It was a lot of backups playing. Maybe that's the case this year, and you go with it. But that, that to me, is brutal. Why would you play the Eagles two of the final three games? The NFL loves this. You have 18 weeks now. 17 games. You can spread out the division rivals a little bit. Please. Now, as far as the Sunday night opener goes, I really believe, and obviously we'll do a lot of this as the summer goes on, it's do or die time. It's just time for the Giants to wake up versus this division. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little scared of the Eagles. I'm a little scared of the Eagles. They're the best roster in football. I, I have so, I have like scars, absolute scars. It's like, you know, when your mom tells you don't touch the stove and you want to keep touching it. I want to keep believing they're going to beat the Eagles, but the playoff game really ruined me. I will take a breath and look towards where this team is by Christmas Day before I get invested in that, but I want a piece of the Cowboys. And I love that for once, when the Giants are playing the Cowboys in one of these dopey Sunday night football openers, it's not in Dallas, which happened like, what, six out of eight years at one stretch there with Eli? They're going to get the Cowboys at home on Sunday night football. 
The Cowboys last year lost to what we found out was a bad Bucks team in the opener in prime time. The time is now. The Giants have added Darren Waller. They added to a lesser extent Paris Campbell. They had the draft with Deontay Banks, John Michael Schmitz, uh, obviously Jalen Hyatt. They signed Bobby Okereke. This team is better than it was a year ago. Go close the gap on the Dallas Cowboys, a team you hung with at home on Monday night last year, hung with on Thanksgiving last year on the road. Go beat the Dallas Cowboys. And I think that really could be the starting point, the crucial part of the whole season. And again, I don't want to say that's a win, that's a loss, because injuries affect all of this. If you really do want to you know, identify games you think you can win early, the Cowboys are a game you can win early. The Arizona Cardinals in week two, remember, that's going to be pre-Kyler Murray in all likelihood coming back from an injury. That's a game you absolutely should win. Think about how different your season can look going into a very difficult game versus the 49ers in week three if you could attack that at 2-0. and Now, the 49er game in week three, it's worth noting, it's a Thursday night game. The Giants do get a break here a little bit. If they're going to put that game on Thursday night, at least the Giants are in Arizona the previous Sunday, meaning they will stay out west in all likelihood, not be making a cross-country trip on a short week. That does help them. And if you want to look towards positivity in playing the 49ers in week three, well, the last couple of years, these good 49er teams, when did they struggle? In September. Remember, it was Trey Lance and the 49ers that lost to the Bears in week one last year. They have had gaffes early and have had such strong closes to the season. The other positive some have alluded to as the schedule is leaked out here is, well, Brock Purdy probably isn't ready by week three. Okay, well, is Trey Lance playing? Is Trey Lance any good? Sam Darnold was also signed there. Brock Purdy became a good quarterback in Kyle Shanahan's system. I'm not sure Brock Purdy's a good quarterback anywhere else. I don't look at the 49ers quarterback situation as any kind of advantageous situation for the Giants because it should have been the moment Brock Purdy played last year, and it wasn't. Now, with that, the Seahawks, that's a revenge game for the Giants. I don't want to hear how good the Seahawks are. I know that the defense is good. It's taking steps up. The Giants would have beaten Seattle last year in Seattle if not for the Richie James fumbles twice or the muff punts twice. Home Monday Night Football, win the game. Uh, And then you're going to get the two back-to-back really difficult road spots at Miami on October 8th. It's going to be hot down there. At Buffalo, October 15th, we know Buffalo is a machine. going to be interesting. Brian Dable playing Sean McDermott. Those are going to be difficult games. There's no doubt about it. And then the Giants are going to get into a stretch again after that. At Commanders, look, if you're going to struggle with the Eagles, you better take care of the Commanders. First, the Jets. I, I hate to be this guy. Are we sure the Jets are that good? Are we sure? I mean, maybe it's a coin flip game. You're home. I certainly don't look at that game as a game you're definitely going to lose. That's for sure. And then at the Raiders, another game you should win. So then you get to the Cowboy game. Overall, I think the season can really go one of two ways if they're an opening day game. If they lose, well, that could be what tilts them towards eight, nine wins. If they win, that could be what tilts them towards 10 wins. And as with anything, look, injuries for the Giants, injuries for their opponents are going to matter. But overall, Four primetime games, a fifth if you count Christmas Day. The Giants will be in standalone spots and a very late bye week, a December bye week, which I guess depending on how the Giants are going could be a good thing or a bad thing. So nonetheless, just just an interesting spot here as we look at the Giants schedule. Now, let's look at the Giants on Christmas for a second. I railed on this a little bit on the DA show on CBS Sports Radio, my normal Monday through Friday gig, and I've railed on a lot on Twitter at Mraz CBS, where some of you have interacted with me. I have really, really learned how different people's Christmases are based on or where you are in life based on the reaction to this. I am mid-30s, 
a kid that is three, another kid that is one, they will be four and two on Christmas this year. Okay. I come from a family where I have a dad, sisters, family, very passionate about Giants football. It's our thing every Sunday. However, you know, as is life, when you get married, you have kids, the holidays get broken up a little bit. You start to establish new traditions. I do Christmas Eve with my Giants family, let's call them. And I do Christmas Day with my wife's side of the family, many of which are not football fans, none of which are Giants fans. I'm in a tough spot. And I know I'm not the only one in a tough spot where my wife knows I'm watching the game. It's not a matter of me not being able to watch the game. Giant fans will watch the game. It's a matter of being put in a position by the NFL to have to make this call. It is a Monday. I have done such a good job uh, of basically my wife tolerating and understanding, A, it's my livelihood. B, it's my thing I love. We watch football on Sundays, Saturdays, Thursday nights, Monday nights. When the holidays cross over with those Saturday Sundays, okay, you deal with it. You understand. You can't help the schedule. On Monday, we need to be doing Monday late afternoon games and 4.30 at that. Now, I'd probably be in the car at some point during a 1 o'clock game because we leave. We don't host Christmas Day. But, man, dinner time's 5 o'clock on Christmas. I've had a lot of people tweet at me since my complaints. Dude, you dinner at 2, you're done. I mean, that's lunch. Uh, look, I'm a fat ass. I eat my food. It's, it's 5 o'clock is dinner time. But who eats dinner at 2 o'clock? I never understood these people that eat dinner so early on Thanksgiving. I guess it's a little more tolerable. Christmas, you unwrap the presents, you take off the pajama shower, you're ready, you're ready to eat dinner at 2 o'clock? Your day is wrapped at 4? Now, if you do just a core family Christmas at home, you stay home your pajamas all day, maybe not a problem for you. It's a problem for a lot of people. Uh, and I know there's a lot of giant beat reporters with young children. Problem for them, too, that they got to now work unnecessarily on Christmas. And to top it all off, not to be Mr. Negativity, but the Giants haven't won in Philadelphia in a decade. So on top of all that, if you're really a fan that cares like me, if the game matters, which we hope it does, uh, what if you go get your ass kicked again in Philly on Christmas Day? Does anybody need you being the Grinch that stole Christmas around your family? Because I know I will be, and that's a shame. And don't give me, it's only a game. It's only one game. Well, God, we only get 17 of these. What do it's only one game? The fact the NFL is putting any of, any of us in this position, and bless your hearts in Philadelphia if you are one of these fans that gets to go to this game. Boy, you talk about having no responsibilities back home. Maybe you don't celebrate Christmas. Go have fun. If you celebrate Christmas, you can tell you don't have kids. Uh, you know, maybe you're young 20s. You're going to go drink all day in the parking lot. Bless you on Christmas. Bless you. Some of us do not have that benefit at all. I think this is just a, such a selfish, selfish move by the NFL. But again, if the Giants sucked, they wouldn't put them on Christmas Day, I would assume. Then again, they put them on Thanksgiving last year, and the anticipation was they were going to suck. Now, as far as some league kind of overview stuff from the schedule. Number one, the Lions on week one in that opener against the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, I get the Lion hype, right? First of all, the NFC North is extremely wide open. The Lions probably should be favored. I get that the Lions are a fun team. We had them on hard knocks last year. They were fun. They were fun knocking off the Packers in that last game on Sunday Night Football. If there was further proof that the NFL knows we are gavoning pigs when it comes to eating up everything there is, they're testing us on something here. The Chiefs have a potential Super Bowl rematch they could have played versus the Eagles. They had the Bengals, which they pushed to late the CBS window in, on New Year's Eve. They have the Bills. They have an amazing slate of home games. The Chargers, which are always a primetime game. Geez, Sean Payton with the Broncos now. The NFL has sent us a message. 
they know that opening Thursday night will be so hyped up. They could have played the Texans at the Chiefs. We'd be into it. The Lions have a little intrigue, a little spunk. We're going to sell ourselves on the Lions. But they no longer need to put the biggest opponent the Chiefs will have in the schedule or whoever the Super Bowl champion will have in the schedule in that opening game because the ratings are just that damn good. Also, remember, the NFL has really, really overextended itself when it's come to TV partners it needs to take care of. CBS, Fox, Amazon Prime, Disney now really has paid a lot of money to make sure those Monday night games are good, and NBC on Sunday Night Football. Okay, here's the deal. When you have that many TV partners, there's simply that that many games to go around all year long to make sure you're taking care of with great games. And if that's the case, well, you're going to preserve some of those Chiefs games and make sure the other networks are taken care of. And NBC knows they're going to do a doozy of a rating on that week one game on Thursday Night Football no matter what. So you put a little team with some spice, the Lions. You test the Lions early in a primetime spot because, you know what, maybe they get waxed, but maybe they end up stinking this year. I mean, geez, the Lions are the Lions. And if they do, then you know you're not hamstrung to them in a primetime spot later on. And also, I know this isn't a Lions podcast. This isn't one giant roar here. But the Lions play three Thursday games. They open on Thursday Night Football, and they play Thanksgiving, obviously, and they play a week four Thursday night game against the Vikings. Both their Viking games are on Thursdays which is just incredible. And on that note, Thanksgiving is obviously a traditional day on like Christmas for football all day long. The Lions, you hope, are good. They're playing the Vikings. I'm sorry, the Lions are playing the Packers. I screwed that up. Both Packer games are the Thursday night games. They're playing the Packers early. Gee, are we sure the Packers are going to be a good football team here without Aaron Rodgers? And then you get to Washington Commanders. You want to talk about inside our own division? The Commanders playing the Dallas Cowboys. We think the Commanders are just so unappealing with Sam Howell. Those are your two Thanksgiving games. The Packers and Jordan Love playing that early game, and then the Commanders and Sam Howell playing at the Cowboys in the late game. And then we'll get the 49ers and Seahawks at night. Not exactly an appetizing Thanksgiving. Uh, And as far as the Eagles go, we talk about them being so great. Well, guess what? As the Giants and Cowboys get to basically maul each other at opening night, uh, the Eagles get to go at New England where they're going to be honoring Tom Brady. But big deal. The Patriots roster, with all due respect to Bill Belichick, stinks. The Eagles should be off to a nice, comfortable 1-0 as the Giants or Eagle loser will already be behind the eight ball of both of those teams. Think about that. If those are the big three teams in the division and the Eagles are playing a team that we think will stink in the Patriots, they should win that game. Well, the loser of Giants-Cowboys will already have a division loss and be a game back of the other Giant-Cowboy team and the Eagles. Tell me week one is not important. Week one is very important. So next week, I'm going to have a guest on. We'll kind of... I think going to have some more fun on maybe the best road trips to take kind of look inside, you know, where you should be party planning if you're a giant fan and get more in depth and kind of do the fun stuff with the schedule. So I'm looking forward to that for this. This was just my brief takeaways, my brief nuggets. Remember first home afternoon game, not till October 29th. That's crazy stuff. Season ticket holders. You're going to be in for it this year. Thanks to my producer, James. Thank you to all of us. Remember, you can download, subscribe to One Giant Step everywhere podcasts are available. I'm Sean Morris. You can follow me on Twitter at CBS. Thank you for taking One Giant Step with us.